Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Om Shanti. The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate. But even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul, the original, eternal imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play 
and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. Ask yourself. How do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? Supreme Soul would think of you, and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free peaceful, pure, immortal, and eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed. Everyone, welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and that was the Letting Go track from Off the Grid Into Your Heart album, which is available on Amazon and iTunes. I hope today finds you in a good spirit, a place of learning and a place of evolving and elevating the quality, the pattern of thinking. Imagine the change had to happen first from within. But many of us have been looking externally for something to give, you know, whether it's a relationship or the body or the finances or the government. Jeez, boy, we're looking for a change in that. But I wonder, the change really starts from inside, right? The whole world has been created by a thought. So even if I want a change in my life externally, doesn't it begin with the way that I think? And so I invite you to try this technique. Try thinking of yourself as, um, you know, considering, like, uh, let's go with this. Um, I 
am eternally grateful for all the good things that enter into my life and all the things that I don't understand. I'm grateful. Just think about doing that every day for 21 days straight and observe the shift that happens as a result. Some of us here in the studios have been practicing um, some collective thinking as a team, and we have actually uh, continued to see the manifestation of the collective thought that we've been creating. We tried it like every hour on the hour, but at times we're not able to succeed to pause every hour on the hour on the same thought. But when we do, we're still seeing that the energy of thought starts to pull, like it starts to attract the elements to create what we were visualizing as a good thing that can help to progress life and progress the lives of others and move the story forward. My invitation is to try that. For 21 days, try thinking about what you're grateful about. And even if it's not so good, be grateful because something good will come out of it. All right? Good. Again, we are always glad when you can take the time to tune into our podcast. It means a lot to us. I can't believe we're on our sixth year. And we are now also approaching our sixth retreat, which we host for many of our guests on America Meditating Radio. Retreat number five had us in India, and it was an eye-opener for so many of our guests that attended. And still till today, they continue to share how much of a shift that has happened. And that's what it's about, too. Not only we need to be grateful, but through being grateful, we can change. We can shift our current energy and um, move life forward, move it forward. You know, just move it. Don't become stagnant. Don't become stuck with it. You know, since 1982, Mae McCarthy, who will be our guest now that I'll be having a chit-chat with, she has helped to start and grow six successful companies as large as $100 million in annual reviews. Now, she's a best-selling author, speaker, university lecturer, and angel investor. She serves on businesses, she serves on business, philanthropic, arts, and university boards, and May has become successful by implementing spiritual principles in her ventures, and it is her passion to pass her knowledge on to others. She's the author of the best-selling book, The Path to Wealth, and her newest title, The Gratitude Formula. It's a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. Today, we're privileged to welcome Mae McCarthy to America Meditating Radio. Hi, Mae. Hello, Sister Jenna. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's great that it seems as if whatever you touch turns to gold. So it means that there's something inside of you very deep that perhaps believes a lot in just making something out of nothing. So you've been extremely successful. Uh, you've been a good business strategist and entrepreneur. To what do you attribute your success to? Oh, boy, that is such a big question. <laughs> mm. I'm, a, I'm a big believer that in addition to having practical tools and skills and training, which, which I have, and, and much of that has been directed based on what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish. So, you know, getting the necessary training and the necessary skills to understand how to, let's say, do accounting or read a spreadsheet or, 
evaluate a business decision based on market conditions. Um, in addition to that, I have I have a very, very strong belief that I be divinely guided to live the divine plan for my life, which includes great satisfaction and fulfillment and success and um, uh, living my purpose, which is to bless others and be blessed. I know that much of what I've been guided to do has been, I mean, I shake my head and look at the path that I've been on and think, how in the world did did that opportunity show up and how did I have the courage to move forward with that opportunity? And the only thing I can attribute it to is that I have this very strong desire to live the divine plan for my life and to live mm-hmm. my purpose. Mm, important. I think a lot of us, even though some of us have a strong desire to live it, we don't always act on it, May. There's still that self-sabotaging thought that quietly pulls us back with a chain, you know, and says you're not worthy or you're not good enough. Did you ever encounter yourself ever feeling like that? And if so, what did you do to get out of that? Oh, my gosh. Um, Sister Jenna, yes. I mean, there were lots (laughs) and lots and lots of beliefs that I had about my own personal capability in accomplishing something or my worthiness in being successful at something that I wanted to accomplish. And, and really, this is, this is quite an interesting topic because it's the reason I wrote the gratitude formula. What I realized is that people were able to use the partnership with spirit to accomplish goals that they believed were possible, and that's what I taught in The Path to Wealth is that if you partner with spirit, if you partner with the divine, and you allow for that divine intelligence to guide you through intuition and through other expressions of spirit, like other people and signs and messages, if you do that, you'll be successful. You'll accomplish what you want for the things you believe are possible. But what about Mm -hmm. those goals that you don't believe are possible or those really strong beliefs that say that you're not worthy or that you're not capable, what do we do about those goals? And what I write about in the gratitude formula is that these are simply beliefs. And you've created these beliefs over a lifetime. And science is showing now that they're associated with very, very deeply grooved neural pathways in our brains. That's Mm -hmm. why we can sometimes feel stuck in a rut. There's literally a groove in your brain. But the good news about that is that we do some things to create and strengthen new beliefs. And those beliefs are um, attributed to successes that you want to achieve. So what I like to remind my readers and my audience is that success is simply a system. It's not a secret reserve for only a few people. And people have already proved how powerful they are in learning and accomplishing things that they didn't think were possible. I mean, think about it. You've got this crazy keyboard that's not even in alphabetical order, and people yeah. have learned to type. In fact, some of them learn so to type. They learn to type faster than I can talk. And what about uh-huh. riding a bike or driving a car? No one was perfect the first time that they tried to do that. But now I dare say many of your listeners can probably drive home from work and not remember large parts of their drive home. As Florence Scovel Shin said, it's through repetition that impresses our subconscious, and then we become masters of any situation. And that's, that's part of the key in shifting your beliefs and accomplishing even larger goals or experiencing things you've never experienced before. 
the way we shift beliefs is through a repetitive daily practice that describes what you want to achieve or what you want to experience as already complete with gratitude. And the second step is to make what you want familiar and welcome. Read stories about, meet other people that have Mm -hmm. achieved or experienced what you want. And then what you'll start to do over time is believe, wow, if they could do it, I could do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, some of us at times, May, we really don't know what we want, one. Secondly, we're not always aware of even other thoughts that are derailing us from the thought that we're creating, if you know what I mean. So I might be like, oh, I want to be healthy, I want to be healthy, and there I chug down, you know, 10 pounds of chocolate cake and and soda, you know, it's that like we're not aware that there is another subconscious belief that's also sabotaging us. Can you speak about how we can identify the thought that sometimes gets in the way of allowing us to create these kind of a positive repetitive thoughts because you can have it for a day or five years, five days, and then you go, oh, it's not working, and then you just give up. But there's something else that's holding you back. That's why it's not working. Right, and so those habitual bad habits or unhealthy mm-hmm. habits, in your example, mm-hmm. you know, the unhealthy habit of gobbling down a whole bunch of chocolate cake might mm-hmm. be happening because your statement of I want to be healthy is not the right statement. In my gratitude formula, the first step is to use a daily practice, but the second step is to create and use powerful goal statements. So I would ask you, um, I would ask you a few questions. Sister Jenna, if you were healthy, what would your life be like? What would you be doing? Where are you? How do you feel when you're moving through life? You might say something like, I would feel healthy, whole, and complete, and I would easily move through life in a pain-free body that's physically fit, trim, toned, and energetic. So that would be what I would ask you to describe every single day. I want you to write it down, read it out loud, and imagine being in that healthy body. And then add gratitude to that because that ends up increasing whatever you're putting your attention on. It makes you magnetic to receiving and to experiencing what you have your attention on. So you might say, instead of, I want to be healthy, you would say, I'm so grateful that I am healthy, whole, and complete in a pain-free body that easily moves through life. And I look great in my clothes. I feel energized and filled with vitality. I love my healthy life. Mm. If you say that every single day and you start focusing on that, then there's something that's going to happen that is um, a, 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 a divinely inspired the door that opens. Perhaps as you're walking by the break room at work and you see that chocolate cake, you also run into somebody that's a coworker that says, hey, we're going to go take a walk and see this beautiful park for lunch. Why don't you come with us? I think one of the biggest parts of the journey is just to take that step to make a change. Now, are there some steps that you can offer our li- – well, you have already, but you know, looking at – the step that we can take that you have shared. What happens when we find ourselves stepping in that direction? It's all coming to us. We start to get surprised. Oh, my God, it's working. 
and then go back to zero because I've actually seen that with a lot of people. It's like it actually came to them and then they messed it up. And the same thing would be true if they brushed their teeth for a week and then stopped. <laughs> exactly. You know, something awful would happen. They would lose right. their teeth or have dental infections or, you know, they do some things, they force themselves to do some things on a regular basis to accomplish a goal that may even just be subconscious at this point. I want gun I like having teeth that work and good mm-hmm. dental health. You know, I, I so I don't even think about it anymore. I just brush my teeth. And what I ask people to do is very first thing in the morning, before they look at their social media, before they look at the news, before they read the paper, what I ask them to do is to get up and spend this time with their inner wisdom, with themselves, programming into their subconscious what is important to them. And this is really important. If people don't program their own subconscious, the rest of the world will program it for them. Mm -hmm. And they will notice throughout the day more evidence of whatever it is they put into their brain first thing in the morning. So Mm -hmm. if they wake up and they see how awful the world is, they're going to start to notice. Their subconscious is going to go, oh, okay, this is important. So I'm now going to filter billions of pieces of data that are coming at this person and only illuminate those things that are in alignment with what they programmed in first thing in the morning. So they'll start to see more evidence of the world being awful. But if they program in, I'm so grateful that I'm healthy. I'm so grateful that I am using my skills and talents in remarkable and fulfilling and satisfying ways to to help others and to be helped and supported. I'm so grateful that my relationships with my family, my friends, my coworkers are harmonious and that we easily work together and enjoy sharing our lives together. I'm so grateful that I am rewarded financially with my work and that I am valued and appreciated and I value and appreciate the people I work with. Now, you can say those kinds of goals even while you're looking for a job. And what will happen, what will happen is the same thing that happened when, let's say, your listeners bought a car. You know, maybe they thought about a car, and then they started talking to their friends and family about a car, and they narrowed down all of the different kinds of cars to one or two models. Maybe they even went and test drove a car. What they will tell you is the same thing I experienced, which is that I'm driving around and somehow I start to see that car everywhere. I Mm -hmm. never noticed that car driving around on the road before. But because I had put so much attention on it, my subconscious said, okie dokie, I will filter all of this data coming at you and I will illuminate those things that are in alignment with it. And that's why I noticed that car driving around everywhere. And the same thing will happen when they, when they decide that they are more important to their mm-hmm. life than any other human being, they mm-hmm. can create the life that they love, and this is one of the ways that they can do it. I love that. Everyone, we're having a conversation with Mae McCarthy. She's been really giving us some tools on how to get ourselves motivated and clear on the amount of capacity we have in ourselves to really believe in ourselves and 
to really live a life of purpose. She's the best-selling author of the latest book called The Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. So, May, let's talk about the book. What actually got you inspired to write it? It seems like your life story, if you ask me, that you know, you just started <laughs> to put down your life story and go, you know what, I'm going to see if this helps others. Well, thank you for saying that, but my main reason for writing it is I have been traveling around the world speaking and teaching on the principles that are outlined in The Path to Wealth. And what I love is getting emails and social media posts and instant messages and things telling me that people are having success in creating a life that they're excited about and they're they're achieving more and more of their goals. But but for the goals that they didn't believe were possible, they were really struggling. And I wanted to, to solve that. I wanted to help them to achieve even those goals that they didn't think were possible. And it would probably be better if I gave you an example. One of my friends was born well after her older siblings. And she had been told all of her life, ever since she was a little kid, that her grandparents, her parents, and even her oldest sibling had all been diagnosed with diabetes, and she Mm. was going to have diabetes as well. It was a hereditary thing, and this is the way it is. And I met her, and she came to one of my workshops at a public event, and she said, you know what, I don't want to have diabetes. I want to live a healthy life. So she started using the principles of of the daily practice to, to declare her wonderful healthy body And as she was doing that, she started to feel really fraudulent. She started to think, wow, you know, if medical science and hereditary science says that I have to have diabetes, then who am I, this little know-nothing of a person, who am I to go against all these years of study? And she started to feel like a fraud. So when I talked to her about it, she said she was going to give up on that goal and just make the best of having diabetes. And I said, wait a minute. Before you do that, keep up with your daily practice, and I want you to go find some people who have had diabetes in their medical history in terms of their families and who were able to avoid it. There's so much information on the Internet about people that have been diagnosed with things and then have been cured. I want you to read lots and lots of stories, and I want you to go to some meetups or go to some health seminars that are sponsored by hospitals and health systems and meet some of these people who have either successfully avoided or who have been cured of really awful diseases. So she agreed to do that, and she did that for several months. And what she learned is, oh, my gosh, many of these people are being cured. Many of these people have done some things in their lifestyle that have shifted what they would be exposed to in terms of diseases, and they avoided them. And as she started to read these stories, her beliefs started shifting. See, Sister Jenna, I believe that what ends up happening is that when we have a goal that we don't believe is possible, our brain remembers every time we had a goal in the past and we failed. And it wants to protect us because it remembers how disappointed we were. So what it does is put those spiritual intuitive messages on mute until we elevate our belief system to be on par with what we want to achieve. 
So as this woman started to realize that other people have successfully avoided getting a diagnosis of, of diabetes and other people have been cured of really, really terrible diagnosis that they had and they were living wonderful, healthy lives, she started to believe it was possible. And then her brain took spirit off mute and she had all sorts of divine guidance and intuitive directions that led her to several different uh, places that included making a whole new group of friends who like to do all sorts of healthy things together and after several months of hanging out with this new group of friends she went to a doctor's appointment she was 40 pounds lighter was happy she felt vibrant, wow. and her doctor told her, if you keep up with this healthy lifestyle, there is no reason you should ever be diagnosed with diabetes. Beautiful. Wow. And it was all in her mental capacity and her mental strength. What role does intuition play in all this, and how can we use our spiritual intuition to help us manifest and achieve more, you know, more dreams? Right. So intuition shows up sometimes as gut instincts. Uh, an awareness that you just know what to do. Sometimes it's a feeling in your heart. Uh, sometimes it's a message that's external to you because it's my belief that we're all part of a divine and creative universe and that intelligence comes through not only our inner wisdom and our and our inner knowing, but it also sometimes comes through other creative forces that are external to us, other people or or um, signs and messages. So what I ask people to do is to be on alert for that. Sometimes, like this woman, she got intuitive direction to say yes to an invitation to go do something fun with this group of people. Now, she had never gone on you know, uh, walking events around the neighborhood and around the lake before. That was brand new to her. She'd never hung out with people and just took a walk. She never went over to people's house where everybody brought a healthy dish and had a potluck before. None of these things were, were what she was used to, but her gut said, just go ahead and say yes. Go ahead and do this. So when that happens, you get a choice. You can either take the step to follow that gut instinct or that strong idea to go somewhere to to contact someone. Or if you don't understand it or you feel unsure, simply ask the universe, ask that divine wisdom for another lead, for another sign, and you'll get one. What many of us do is if we don't understand an intuitive direction, we just disregard it. And you're not allowed to do that anymore. You can either mm -hmm. take action and take the step in faith, or you can ask for another lead. Those are the only two options. If you keep asking for another lead, you will get one because you're expecting and watching for it. Makes sense. And I think that's the way we just keep allowing the gratitude to find us because when you're grateful, you're opened. When you're, when you're not grateful, you're closed. Right. And, and, and gratitude helps things to multiply as well. Um, I think it was Oprah Winfrey who pointed out, as well as many spiritual sages of our past, they said that when you put your attention, when you put thankfulness and gratitude on something, it tends mm -hmm. to multiply and grow. And when yeah. you focus only on lack, that tends to multiply and grow. 
So wherever yeah. it is that we put our attention ends up growing. Yes, 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 I agree with that. You've made a lot of um, invaluable contributions to humanity, May, and you've helped entrepreneurship uh, students become business leaders of tomorrow. You've funded an MBA university program in one of my favorite towns of India, Hyderabad, for the untouchables so they can get some decent-paying jobs. You've, you've mentored entrepreneurs for their new companies. You've invested in early-stage companies. What has your success in life taught you, and why has it been so important in giving back? I, you know, I learned at a really young age that what gave me a lot of joy was to help other people succeed. And I can remember, you know, even in grade school and high school, helping other kids in the class, you know, pass tests and study and things like that. And I just I just have always loved being able to give something that will help people succeed. And I'm, I, I think always doing things in my career, my business career and in my mentoring and in my philanthropy that help people to succeed gives me great joy. And when you live from a place of purpose, life tends to be a whole lot easier. I think it was Dr. Wayne Dyer who said that when he used to chase after money, you know, as part of being uh, a career man, when he used to chase after money, he never had enough. But as soon as he shifted and he started to live his life on purpose and giving of himself and everything that he had, boy, the money uh, flow just started flowing into his life with with great ease and joy. So how do you know when formula, you are? How do you know when you are living your life of purpose? If it's not flowing in, does that mean you're not living your life in purpose, or you know, or is it that I just need to be more patient? How does the soul know that this is it? Well, I ask people in the gratitude formula to go through an exercise to discover their purpose or, or to confirm that they're living their life on purpose. And so I ask them to ask themselves three questions. The first question is, what did I used to do when I was a little kid and I just lost hours and hours and hours having fun? The second question is, what have other people told me I'm good at doing? And finally, the third question is, what do I think I'm good at doing? What do I love to do? When you answer those three questions over time, you know, give yourself a few weeks. Keep that list of questions by your bed or or in your office or someplace that you can see it every day. And start writing down words and phrases and things like that. And what you'll find is that in each of those answers, there may be some common words or phrases or ideas that are common to all three answers. And from that, you may get a sense of what your purpose is. For instance, a friend of mine, Steve, when he was a kid, he used to love to take apart all the small electronics in his house and on and the telephone and things like that. He loved taking stuff apart. And anytime anybody came over to the house, he would job shadow them to fix the plumbing or, or to fix the roof or to fix the electrical system. Whenever there was a problem, he loved to learn. I mean, he would lose hours doing that. And then later in life, people started telling him, you know, you're really good at solving problems and helping. And his parents would give him tons of praise because they didn't have to call fix-it people a lot because Steve knew how to do this. And later in life, he decided, you know, what I'm really good at 
is using my intelligence and my skills to solve problem and solve problems and make people's lives easier. He now owns a plumbing company with 20 employees, and he's doing quite well. And he That's loves fantastic. to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you answer those three questions, you may get some sort of sense about your life purpose. And then if you are a business owner or an executive of a company, I encourage you to figure out what your company purpose is. This is the why that your company exists. And lots of studies have shown, in fact, one that was published in the Harvard Business Review in 2015, after surveying 500 uh, corporate CEOs, they found that those that had clearly defined purpose statements, the why that their companies existed, as opposed to what the company does, ended up being more profitable. Mm. So purpose can lead to profits. Absolutely. I agree. Well, you've been giving us so much good tips, May. Thank you so much. Any last sharings that you'd like our audience to take away from our time together? Because what you have done for me has been opened up a lot of different thinking as well. But I can only imagine what some of our listeners must be feeling because they were practical steps. They were really practical steps. So are there any closing remarks that you'd like to offer us and, you know, lots of good wishes on your book, The Path to Wealth, and your latest, The Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to creating a life that you love? Yes, I do. First of all, if any of your listeners would like to just check out the books for free, there's a few chapters of each book at maymccarthy.com, spelled like my name, maymccarthy.com. But also what I, the final thought is that I want people to realize how powerful they are. They've already, they've already shown that they can use systems to achieve success. And this is no different. If they rely on that inner wisdom and that divine intelligence in the universe as their partner to guide them, they can accomplish anything that they want. And it's not difficult. Success is not reserved for only a few people. It is, it is our divine right to live the life that we create and absolutely love. And I know each of your listeners can do that. So that's my final thought. Thank you so much. So listen, all the very best for the continued success of the book. And thank you so much for joining us on air today. It was really a delight. Thank you, Sister Jenna. Be blessed. Take care. Bye-bye. So imagine all the steps. The more grateful and thankful you are, the greater your success will find you. And I think it seems so simple. It's just so simple. So let us just start to do it, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation today. For more information by May McCarthy, just go to her website, maymccarthy, with two Cs, dot com. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission And we really are here to love each other the same. So let's try to do that more and more. Here is The Rose by Kristen Hoffman. Take care. Prayed for
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 